Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dum Dums and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. The Coldry are finishing their preparations for the upcoming Elysium. Iris rested up and sorted out the dress she's going to wear. Everett led Ridley to meet their new unlikely ally, the vampire hunter Jocelyn St. James. And while trying to figure out if she could be trusted and appear like legitimate friends, Everett and Ridley rolled simultaneous messy successes. What horrors await this new alliance of the night? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Never before have we had two... Messy successes occur on the same role in two drastically, drastically different desires. It's one thing when it's like, how hard do you kick open the door? It's another thing when one of you is presenting a case for why a, 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 a notorious skilled vampire hunter uh, should team up with you. Um, the other, uh, try to make sure that you can trust this vampire hunter who's been stalking you. And somehow the beast... Uh, that lives within the blood, that lives within both of you, uh, has has seized control uh, of of the actions. Uh, off air, Tyler, you'd mentioned that uh, you had uh, a pitch. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to get you to hang tight on on yours, but uh, yeah, that's fine. Tyler, what do you got? Um, so just to to recap, uh, I was rolling to trust uh, Jocelyn. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Ridley was making the case for why you should team up, and I think yeah. you using your kind of investigator know-how also, I think being smart enough to distrust that initial instinct of like, oh, she's like me, uh, and to be like, wait, am I just projecting all that? So yeah. that's where you're at. So I was thinking, I was thinking about like the nature of like um, these kinds of successes and the way like the beast kind of supersedes mm-hmm. um, your your critical thinking, and I think that's kind of just what it is with this, where it might not happen right now because I'm rolling to trust someone. Mm-hmm. I think it might be like at some point in the future, um, I won't think critically about something regarding or related to Jocelyn St. James, because I'll, I'll trust her too implicitly. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking yeah, as well. Okay. Uh, for those of you listening and watching, you didn't see the five-minute, uh, what would have been a panic smoke if I smoked out on the balcony, where <laughs> I just stared off into the middle distance, drinking my coffee, and uh, or my tea, rather, and, and pondering the mysteries of life. That's also kind of where my head was at. So I like that. Yeah, you, you see so much of yourself in her, um, and in what you could have been, and, and where life could have led you, that... Um, in a way, uh, not unlike a show parent hitching their hopes on a, on their child in a pageant, like she, if she can succeed in her quest, that might like, I guess that's your redemption sort of, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan, did you have a pitch for this? Cause I've got a pitch for this. I mean, I've got a pitch, but do you want to go? It's all good, baby. You're you're the god of my universe here. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of I was kind of digging what Tyler was throwing down, which means I'm kind of curious what what you think this would mean uh, to Ridley. So what's uh what what do you get? You, okay, wait. mine's environmental. Okay, but I'll throw it out there because I think Ridley was aiming for these are long term goals, and we should team up, and we should be there because it's best for the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with his bestial failure, if we imagine that the two toughs that she was worried about, who seem very capable and very dangerous, come out in a sudden ambush, uh, Ridley just brutally takes them apart instinctively at like a gore spraying two dead guys in pieces and turns around and he's like, yeah, so I think there's going to be like a nice future for us. Like, it's just horrific yeah. gore, which is like, if there's an alliance, it's solely because... The city is scary and the vampires are scary, so you don't want to be without friends. It's not based on, like, trustworthy, sane coterie <laughs> builds beautiful future. Yeah, I, I dig that. Um, okay, so here's the complication I'm going to add to that, um, because I, I was also thinking along those lines. Um, but to make things a little bit more complicated, um, she uh, she just kind of, like, um, she looks at you, and, I mean, like, um, Ridley, you pick up that Everett seems to be kind of, like, nodding in a slow kind of like Sam Elliott saying like, you didn't, you know, rope that bull this time, but next time you'll be fine. Like, just like a knowing kind of like, I approve this message kind of of nod. Um, And you can see that she's kind of um, smiling at you. And I mean, admittedly, this is also the woman who replaced the sprinkler system with gasoline to burn a club full of people down. So like, kind of game recognized game on the uh you and her front she's not like you know captain america super virtuous she's like get the job done um and uh she she's like she seems a little on the fence but um you kind of uh she says you know you know i think uh might be able to get get to quite like that yeah 
Um, at which point you hear the gunshots uh, as these um, sort of like uh, thugs that she was worried were following her do kind of like descend from all corners of the um, of the space. Um, so uh, given that you rolled a messy successy, uh, Ridley, you are not caught flat-footed. Instead, like having also heard like just even the hint of an I might be okay with this, fangs out um, and you leap at these guys. Uh, Everett, there are gunshots uh, as as these dudes rush in. What do you do? Uh, it's purely reacting. Uh, I think as gunshots are heard in such close proximity, immediately mm. reaching for his own gun, but also trying to assess the situation as it's like changing so rapidly. Um, how many are there? Uh, there are four um, that have kind of come in from, uh, for lack of a better term, north, south, east, west. Um, and uh, you can see their... Uh, they're clearly rushing all three of you. Um, the sense you get is that they were likely trailing Jocelyn in the off chance that she met with Kindred, um, and now they are trying to drop said Kindred. That said, um, you see her like kind of lurch forward, um, and she manages to like whip a throwing dagger into one of their shoulders. Um, but um, you you see from kind of the way she staggers that she's clearly been hit. So. I guess in terms of like a situational awareness piece, this isn't like a, she led them to you. She's on their team. This is a, they were following her. Yeah. 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 Um, Then I I would, my, my next like moves or whatever would be to, to cover her and protect her. Okay. Squishy, squishy human. So um, uh, Everett, you kind of like leap forward as she staggers kind of against, um, uh, against the bench. Um, She's clearly trying to get some form of cover. Um, and, uh, you kind of like sort of leap over her, um, I assume gun out, um, Ridley, uh, you are, uh, again, this is off your messy successy, so you're in somewhat, uh, bestial mode. Uh, what's your plan? Uh, I think he'd go for the biggest guy of the ones coming at them. Uh, and it would just be that like weird saber tooth leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically just go, hello, big boy. Uh, and then he'd try to land with both feet on the guy's feet to pin him in place. And his goal <laughs> would be to punch through his stomach to grab his spine and then to push his chest with leverage and just fold him over backwards. So normally I'd be like, I don't know, man, but. Messy <laughs> <laughs> successy. Uh, so go ahead and roll. Um a uh this is a classic brawl strength for you there sir great yeah normally i wouldn't pitch something so gruesome but again messy successy just makes it its own thing yeah yeah when in messy successy rome do as the messy successy romans do so tom with a brawl grappling strength check i roll seven dice Mm -hmm. i rolled seven successes (laughs) <laughs> and it's a messy successy. Oh, your party clothes. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. Time slows in this small Montreal parquet built and named uh, in honor of uh, classic Montreal uh, citizen Sean Chrétien. Uh, lesser known cousin of former Prime Minister Jean Chrétien. So in in the Jean Chrétien uh, parquet, um, a scene of of carnage unfolds. Um, Everett, you just got your gun out um, 
kind of like uh, standing over Jocelyn. Took you a second to get there. You whip the gun out. I think it's one of those like badass slow motion, like coat flips open um, draws uh, only to see like just next level carnage. Um, Ryan, given that you got a messy successy off a messy successy and we're in messy succession right now, uh, I want to make sure this one counts for a bunch. So just tell me how you kill these four men. (laughs) Great. So he rips the first guy in half and it's just a spray of blood blinds the second and third guy. And the top of the torso folds back, but actually comes off. So he throws it and hits the fourth guy with the top of the first guy. He jumps towards the second guy and he just comes right down on him. And it's just thumbs in both eyes as the other guys are like screaming and fighting with a corpse and sprayed with blood. And the one he's got is just shrieking and he's just riding him like a pony as the guy <laughs> does like a chicken dance. His thumbs go into his brain. Yep. yep uh, and do. then he leaps off of him and he gets the next guy and he grabs him by the crotch and by the collar of his shirt. Who's the one who's now dropped the torso. So the other guy's still bloody eyed and can't see anything. And he just picks him up. And it's just hitting him against the the wall of the alley, just head first until there's no head anymore, just spraying blood. And then I think the last guy, he'll pick him up by his ankles and whirl around. And then he's going to throw him up so he hits a fire escape from the bottom and then falls like two stories down to splat on the ground. And then he's just going to stomp his skull in on the dirt. Ah, damn. Truly, it was a somewhat messy success. Um, damn, man, you've just, uh, to Tyler's point, uh, game over that sweet, sweet suit, but, um, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> um, you, you murder the shit out of everyone, uh, re-baptizing the Chancretian courtyard in, in blood. Um, you, uh, you look back, uh, with a, just a big fucking grin on your face, um, to Everett, uh, Everett, what's your expression, having just witnessed this ballet of carnage. Uh, horror, I think. Uh, but also like awe, like like he's not seen Everett move like this. Uh, I mean, like he, he he's somewhat aware of what Everett's capable of, but to uh, see him Ridley. just, man, I'm doing it too, huh? Goddamn. He's seen what Ridley's capable of, but he hasn't seen him just kind of like completely go off on four like mortals like yeah, this. Yeah, because you of. didn't see the hunting in the woods it, yeah. or any of that either. Yeah, a yeah. lot of Ridley has been like superhero action to the direct left of other things <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. So so yeah, there is there it's a, it's a, it's that mix of like he's in complete awe of what he's seeing and just also kind of horrified, sort of like a glad he's on our side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um uh but I think he's also immediately like his mind is going to like we need to leave. Like <laughs> The, the threat of immediate violence is gone, but now this is a fucking crime scene and we need to go. I will also say that throughout this montage of destruction, uh, we cut away to Iris uh, three times. Miles, <laughs> what are the three dumb things Iris is doing that we cut away to during the super murder? Um, mindlessly and like squinty eyed scrolling through hair and makeup ideas for tomorrow. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's a montage that takes place over ACDC's Thunder, so it's just cutting back and forth from horrific violence, just scrolling. Um, her like liking photos of koala bears on Instagram, (laughs) very thematically appropriate, yeah, dig it, and um, her sleeping. 
or no, sorry. She's in her cozy, cozy human bed pretending to sleep. Oh, uh, gross. Just, yeah, I was gonna say, just trying, sleep. trying. And, like literally me trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah and we that. like fade out from that to the ruined body of the guy who hit the fire escape in the same position on the alley floor. <laughs> yeah, weirdly though, Iris somehow seems more mad about it. <laughs> yeah, the dead guy's more relaxed. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, excellent. So, um, Everett, uh, your instinct is correct. Uh, this is fucking bad news bears. Um, so, uh, you kind of look down, uh, to Jocelyn and notice that she hasn't gotten up. Um, the, uh, back of her jacket is shredded, um, and, uh, you can, uh, smell blood on the air. Um, I'm going to pick her up. Um, uh, as you like do, she like, style. when you turn her over to pick her up, uh, yeah. she just like coughs out, uh, a bunch of blood. Um, if you were to guess... And because someone rolled a messy successy on convincing just how much she might want to follow Ridley Beef, uh, she has been lung shot and is fading fast. Oh, well, fuck me. All right. So, Everett, awkward question, because you're the one who gives a shit about Jocelyn St. James. How do you feel about putting in another kid in our fucking basement? Because I feel like you might be having twins, bruv. Here's my... Here's my hang-up. She just told us the story about how she killed her husband when he turned. I don't... I don't know what to do. I don't. Well, I don't know. No, but she said he turned fast. He was one of those, one of those fucking drug vampires. What, what, what happens if we put eight of these in it? Why are you fucking? <laughs> <laughs> like, eight miles of drag. Uh, uh, Everett is, is very upset at that suggestion. It's like she is not a science experiment. Okay. Well, the question is: Do you want to turn her into a vampire, or do you want her to die, or would you like to go around that corner and maybe I'll come out with a vampire in a minute? How, Tom, how close are we to the nearest hospital? Like how how like she, like you've made it pretty clear what the options are, but is there? She took a, a fairly think? close range spray of sawed off shotgun shot to the back. So like close ish. Uh, you're also soaked in blood. Um, or at least Ridley is. Um, all, all I'm saying is she could be the first bear girl. I think it's fucking time for us to diversify the gender of our employees. So two things I would like to add to this this gumbo we're cooking up here. Um, Ryan, currently your only lead on Drac is her. Um, so I don't know if that affects... I'm not sure how invested Ridley is in the Drac situation, um, but that's something to consider. Uh, Tyler, I would like to flag the blind spot we discussed, or rather the gap in, in understanding. That, that's a good uh, point. Be... Yes, thank you for reminding me of that. But I actually don't know how that plays here because we established that it was you seeing kind of yourself in her and her mission. However, a messy successy is the beast, not the human side of you. So I wonder if that starts to manifest as you, you're starting to lose your humanity as, well, the best way she can accomplish her mission in my redemption is if she lives forever. Something has occurred to me mm -hmm. um, in the rolling to trust Jocelyn St. James, we would consider a successful role to be to trust her. Is that is that the way that yes. is supposed to work mechanically? Yeah. So taking it a step further, maybe I've kind of in a very short amount of time, seeing how capable she is, seeing a lot of myself in her. Maybe I've fallen for her a little bit. Um, and so I think that I'm holding her. And the messy success he plays out here. Fuck, I said it. Um, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we got you. That's yeah. a serious wrap on the show. Good night, everybody. 46 episodes. 
uh, I think it plays out here where I like that there is no judgment call to make. It's just I'm holding her and I sink my teeth into her neck. Hey, friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yeah, so I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right, that address that I totally just said. Go there, join Dum Dums and Dice, support the show. It's going to be great. Okay. Yeah. Um, you you managed to, to keep it down. Um, as you kind of, like, lower her a bit uh, to, like, feed her the blood, you quickly, like, slice your Like, you slice her hand off um, one of your fangs. Um, she actually, uh, Ridley, you see her, Everett's fully focused on, on the embrace. Um, you see her reach, um, into her jacket, um, and pull out a stake. Uh, and she seems to be like angling it, uh, towards, uh, her chest. What do you do? I think he's just going to, without saying a word, just politely take the wrist, take the stake, toss it, and just let it continue. Like he's... He's not going to let Everett get iced for this, but he's not going to bring up that she tried to do it either because she's having like a stressful day. Uh, fair enough. Uh, her hand uh, in the wrist like just closes into a single middle finger. Um, and then uh, she receives the blood. Meanwhile, Iris Dunn, you are also having an eventful night. You can't sleep. You can't sleep. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what, uh, what do you think, uh, having stared at many a ceiling while trying to sleep myself, um, what do you think Iris, uh, thinks about when she lays there and stares at the ceiling on this night of nights? Um, <laughs> I honestly think she's just pretty pissed off that she's a vampire right now. Like, she's just going back to, like, all of the things that led her up to, he- up to this point. She's just, she's going through, like, I should have done that. And I should have done that. And I don't get to do this anymore. And she's just getting more and more rageful. So it's one of those weird things where, like, because you've now regained a modicum of control, suddenly you're like, oh, now I can be mad about things again. I have to process. But she's like, every time she has a thought, she's, like, kicking and tossing and turning the sheets around and, like, putting on a face mask and tearing it off in anger. You know, that classic montage of someone desperately trying to sleep. Well, uh... there's a loud party upstairs, but it's in her own head. I mean, we've never lived through that. Um, what is uh, what is the angry sleep montage song? Or is it juxtaposed with, like, happy, restful music? Um, it's probably something by Paramore. Some angry right. a- angry lady anthem. Love it. Um, in uh, After a couple hours of this, because uh, admittedly uh, their whole night is going on while you're doing this, um... You, uh, your phone buzzes, um, and uh, you assume it's Emily because she's been gone long enough, and also the store should be closed by now. Um, so you kind of roll over uh, in the uh, the dark, uh, and uh, you see it's a text from Iggy. Uh, what is Iggy listed as in your phone? Shitface. So you get um, <laughs> uh, a text uh, from Shitface um, that... Uh, just says, uh, hey, 
got in a bit of trouble, survived a fire. Um, I think I might need your help. How do you feel about vampires? Dot, 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 question mark, poop emoji? I throw my phone across the room because I'm sick of this shit. Um, so your phone shadows against your wall uh, just as Emily opens the door uh, and goes, oh, uh, okay, so a new phone uh, tomorrow. Well, I mean, I'm sure Apple will have released three uh, since that one came out uh, last month. Uh, so that's good. Um, yeah, anything and I, I should also, be aware of? Yeah, you need to text Iggy and tell him to come to my apartment like now. <laughs> Wait, you want to bring Iggy here? He has to. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I, I got your dress. Um, it was a little bit difficult. Uh, all the Le Chateau's closed. So that really closed off some of my options. Um, Who, uh, Tom, Tom. <laughs> do you really think I that got that's... Him. Do you really think that that's where women go? No. They do in, in, in Montreal, it's very classy. It's like how Pizza Hut is every restaurant in Demolition Man. Yeah. I'm not going to be allowed to go to Montreal. <laughs> that is absolutely not something I, I would say. I know, Miles. I know. It's a Tom joke. I get to make those because I have the microphone. Um, yes. So uh, Emily has bought you uh, a dress. Well, they're from Loblaws. Yeah, from, from Joe, <laughs> Joe Fresh. Joe Fresh. Um, uh, Joe because uh, it's in uh, Montreal. Um, so um, she's bought you a dress. Uh, unfortunately, because it was kind of late at night, she basically had to uh, do the, the bane of all late night shoppers, which is just pick a place she thinks might have it and commit real hard. Um, so uh, she bought uh, the only thing uh, that she could. Um, I would like you to please roll me a D10. Um, this is not any any of your skills per se. Um, but basically, this is um, on a scale of uh, one being like very subdued version of a loud outfit and 10 being like Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl. What did you roll? Four. A four. Um, okay, so this is actually, I would argue, probably a pretty good fit for you. It's, um, it's, it's a more daring cut, but it is also subdued enough that you, you know... You're not like at Sia levels of like, oh, she's she's doing a thing. Um, so yeah, I'd say Iris. Overall, you're you're quite uh, happy with uh, with the pick. Um, do you order Emily to? Um, I guess you would want Iggy here tonight, not tomorrow, since tomorrow's Elysium. Or did you want to see him tomorrow? No, we should deal with him tonight. Okay. Um, so Emily uh, makes the call, um, and uh, she kind of. Um, Says, uh, have um, have the snack packs been giving you any trouble? No, they're oh, good. delicious. Oh, great. Okay, excellent. I had hoped I'd subdued them enough. Uh, I, I must say, it's uh, strange getting used to uh, the strength and also like the the desire to um, rend and tear uh, is kind of new. Uh, how have you been handling that? Um, it comes in waves. How are you handling it? Well, I mean, the first night, uh, there was a full moon, and, um, I mean, I don't remember killing Dr. Skull. I'm not that bummed about it. He seemed like he was kind of an asshole. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't really remember much. Um, I remember waking up naked in an alley, uh, which was alarming. Um, but, um, you know, luckily I'd killed some people nearby and was able to get some clothes for the day. 
Um, but then, uh, then I found my pack, so that was nice. You have a pack. Tell me about them. Oh, I'm not allowed to say too much. Um, but uh, you remember that first night uh, when we arrived and like I stayed up all day with a shotgun ready to like blow away any wolves who came to the the, the crazy uh, the crazy brother's house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, turns out, huge mistake. Uh, those wolves are all right. They're, uh, you know, they're uh, honestly they've they've got some interesting some interesting stories uh, to tell actually about Montreal. Also. Um, and I'm sure you, you may already be uh, savvy to this. Uh, the brothers are kind of suspect. Um, they were saying they've been around for a long time, like a like really long time. Uh, one of the wolves said that uh, her mother's father's grandfather's grandfather was talking about these same guys. They've been here a long time. Interesting. Like since they were making maps of uh, like since the settlers came here kind of a long time. Interesting. Yeah, so not sure if we want to keep working for them, but you're the boss. Uh, in any case, um, they're pretty good. Um, yeah, they're good folks. I honestly, I'm looking forward uh, to introducing you at some point. It'll be be kind of weird, like oh, you got to meet my my girlfriend's parents, kind of thing. But like, um, they seem like cool people. Um, have you met any werewolves? Uh, n- no. Miles, can you roll me a manipulation and subterfuge check, please? Oh, one success. Um, Emily just kind of smiles and nods and says, oh, uh, okay, okay, well, um, I hope you like these ones. Uh, at which point um, there is a, a uh, the, the buzzer goes um, on, I guess, your phone, your vaguely shattered phone. Um, and uh, Emily manages to, like, swipe enough on the shattered screen to get the doorman uh, who announces uh, a guest has arrived for you, um, uh, Mr. Ignatius Dunn. Yeah, uh, you can send him on up. It's my brother. Um, and so uh, moments later... Uh, there is a knock on the door, and um, Emily uh, just kind of half smiles at you and says, um, would you like to answer or should I? I'll answer. Um, so, Iris, you make your way to the door, uh, you open it, and uh, sure enough, there stands your good-for-very-little-brother, Iggy, who's admittedly, admittedly looking a little crispy uh, from the, the club uh, fire, uh, and he just says, um, hi, sis. Really wish you'd gotten me out of that jail. Uh, and then he throws a vial of drac into your face. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Meggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's logos are by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai 
high angle. And all our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. That's J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon of Darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Caitlin O, Zekin X, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. 